What's going on, everybody? This is Reese Mona here. This is season two, episode five of the Old Terps podcast. Let's talk about our Terps. Welcome back to another episode of the Old Terps podcast. One of your hosts, Andrew Terrell. Uh, Maryland, they don't look good anymore. I thought they're going to look good. They don't anymore. Travis Bauman here, checking in from Brooklyn. First thing we said when we when we you know hopped on this little uh, platform today, I saw all you guys' faces. I said um, we got cooked on Tuesday. <laughs> Wasn't close. Was not close from the start. You got Reese Mona here, checking in from Maryland. Kev, where are you at today? We're in Sacramento. We're home. It's Kevin Herter. Uh, same old fellas. We're in the we're in the grind of the season. You know. Just kind of the dog days of, of January. Well, here I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little bit about the dog days. Uh, tweet scrolled scrolled upon my timeline the other day, and I'll just read it to you real quick because I think it's pretty accurate. <laughs> I need Greg Waddell, G Wizzy Twelve. Thanks, Greg. Footage. Yeah, thanks for this, Greg. Appreciate appreciate the insight, Greg. It's my burner. I need footage of a Maryland practice. My assumption is that Jameer Young does layup lines by himself while everyone else spins in circles for two hours. Do we have anybody that could confirm that that's not true? Because he's the only guy that does anything. Seriously, he's the only guy that does anything. UCLA. Go, just go through the UCLA game. I mean, what do you do? He didn't miss a shot for like 35 minutes. Dante didn't even know where he – Dante actually didn't know he was in – in LA, he thought he's still in Maryland. Jameer just does everything. Yeah, I mean, it, if, if you watch the last couple games, um, it's been tough for everybody. Anybody not named Jameer? I mean, you know, Juju has been the guy who you know, if there was a secondary piece, a guy we could rely on aside from Jameer has been him. Um, he had a donut Tuesday night. He he did not score over four from the field in thirty four minutes. Um, you know, I Jameer, it's, he's been the really the only guy we could rely on lately. It's, it's, you know, it is what it is. The issue with the donut against Purdue was the one point against UCLA. So that's it's a couple in a, about a week span for uh, for a guy Juju who's having a great year so far, but a couple, uh, couple tough games from him. And, I mean, there's a lot of bad to talk about, but and we all pretty much said it, but we got to give Jameer props at least. I mean, 37 at UCLA and then followed up with 27 against Purdue. I mean, that's special numbers. We've seen Especially, a lot of great, great, great players at Maryland. We play with the bunch, but doing 37 to 27, that's pretty impressive. Especially when you know, like, every game he goes into from here on out, the scouting report is going to say, number one, stop Jameer Young. Number two, stop Jameer Young. Number three, stop Jameer Young. Like, it's even more impressive now that, you know, defenses are going to be geared completely towards just stopping him, making anybody else on the court shoot the ball. What are you guys, what are you guys seeing from him now? Like how is outside of him, obviously shooting well, you know, what actions are you guys seeing? How is, how's he getting going? Really? How's he been hot? Well, he figured out the, the pick and roll finally before they were just doing straight hard hedge, taking him all the way out of the offense. He had to pass out of it and he couldn't figure it out. He figured it out against UCLA. Obviously, Purdue can't do that. They just play drop coverage. I probably could have gotten out there and 
and at least giving them 15 to 20, you know, with ZD's <laughs> fat ass underneath the, the rim. But when it comes to Jameer, like UCLA, they still did hard hedges. They still played defense that way. And he still, I mean, he figured it out, which I also think is a huge tribute to, uh, to Willard because you're not just running ball screen action anymore. You're doing floppies. You're doing those type of things to get them open on, on weak side curl, you know, little things like that, like NBA action. You know, you don't guard it the way the NBA players do anymore. And Jameer's, he's got a really nice floater. Uh, he made a couple of them early against Purdue, just trying to keep us alive. But it's a testament to him and how hard he works. Um, people don't know he started high school, not at the Matha. He started at Riken in the same conference two years, then went to the Matha for two years, then was under-recruited and went to Charlotte and got buckets at Charlotte, averaged close to about what he's averaging here at Maryland. Um, finally got to the bigger stage at Maryland. He's done the same thing. I mean, the guy works. He plays hard. And he's a great teammate as well. The what we don't talk about enough is he leads the nation in scoring right now, like for active players. Yeah, he's current players, thousand plus points in Division yeah. One. It's a lot of points. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like that, that's a, just a shit ton of points, and it doesn't seem like that, but you know, he's he's up in the two thousands. I've always said what I thought was most impress <clears throat> most impressive about him scoring the ball was that. He does it from all three levels, which I don't think you see a lot of college kids do. Like, if you go into a ball screen, he'll stop and pop. He loves to get to the mid-range, shoot the little floater. He can hit a pull-up J from the elbow, and then he can get all the way to the rim. He's not super tall, but he can actually go up and punch one with the right hand, finish around a rim, get fouled. Um, there's, there's not a lot of guys, I think, in the college game that can score in that many ways. And, it, again, it's been super impressive. Kevin, do you think he, his game translates – you think he could be a pro? Definitely could be a pro. Uh, you know, you worry about NBA player. It's tough to say. You know, I, I think anytime you start talking about NBA guys, right away go to size. Uh, if you're a smaller guard, especially point guard, you got to be elite at being able to put the ball in the basket. You got to change the game defensively, uh, picking up guys full court, playing with a lot of energy, and. Uh, I mean, he's one of the best point guards in the country. So right away, he's already in that discussion. I think it goes and it'll depend on his summer league performance and you know, obviously his pre-draft workouts. But uh, he's definitely helping himself out. He's putting himself in the conversation. If you know, continue to continue to show that he can shoot the ball at a high level, can create you know for other guys. Uh, and honestly, if if he can carry this team, that's going to hold a lot of weight. Like you know, right now these. You know, this UCLA game, he obviously completely carried. He was he was out for that Coppin State game, but uh, Purdue was really the only guy on the court that felt like he was having much success doing anything. So if he continues to have a good Big Ten season against this type of size, and teams aren't going to let him beat him. So you, you got to you gotta expect teams are going to start to double him or you know, he's going to see other teams' best defender every night. And, and like you talked about, he's going to be 1A and 1B on the scouting report. Uh if he continues to, to play like this and shoot percentages, then, then yeah, he's he's for sure a pro. He's in that conversation. The One of the more impressive things, too, is going on the road and shooting 8 for 22. I mean, that's only 36%. I guess only. That's pretty decent. But it's miles ahead of anything they've done you know earlier in the year. So being able to go to UCLA, which is actually a pretty – maybe not a tough place to play, but it's a historic place – it kind of shows you, you know, that, that they've got something there. You know, I don't care where you're at. If it's historic, sometimes you get a little nervous, a little shaky behind the wheel. 
Historic um, is the right word. I feel like UCLA just has weird energy at their games. Like it's a little bit weirdly dead. It's you not know? on campus. It feels like it. I don't know this, but there's no way that's that arena is on campus. And if it is, then that's the equivalent of Maryland football. Yeah, it's, it's just like there's there's too many things for students to go do. Like you're in UCLA, you're in LA. I don't know. Like I also- kind of always feel like unless they had it going when Lonzo was there and TJ Leaf in that season where you really kind of felt like they had a home crowd again. Like, I just kind of always feel like their crowds were a little bit just, eh. Lonzo had shit jumping. But I, I, you, can, you can feel the energy through the TV screen. Like, I was watching the game, and I was just like, I don't, I don't think I heard the crowd say a word until they had that little mini run in the second half. I just was listening to Bill Walton rant for two hours straight about God knows what. And you can tell through the TV screen that UCLA – and you think UCLA should be one of the best atmospheres in the country. It's, it's the blue blood school, and it doesn't really seem to have that kind of juice. I don't know why. Actually, you just said why. Too much going on in L.A. If I was a student in L.A., I might not be attending basketball games. I might probably be on Rodale Drive spending <laughs> some good hard-earned cash. Well, they also don't have See, like, that. UC, USC right now is just – just a little cooler. I mean, LeBron James is walking to the gym. That's where it is. That's where people want to go. So, yeah. like, the right away, they're they're number two in their own city. So, that's a good yeah. point. That makes it tough in itself. But you also, like Travis said, when you're blue blood, though, like you're blue blood typically because it's so hard to win on your court. You know, I know historically that's what matters. That's how you become a blue blood. But to maintain that, it you have to have a great home court. So UCLA not having one is think about the other blue blood schools, Duke, one of the best in the, in the world. Warzone, you know, Carolina, Hoosiers, Warzone, Kentucky, Warzone. Exactly. Warzones. But then you go to UCLA. That's that's when you start talking though. Is that, is that really as, uh, as big of a job as, as we once made it? I mean, it's UCLA, but you know, I would apparently, Apparently they got NIL issues is what I'm hearing. That's just the word on the block. A little birdie told me they're having some some trouble coming up with the type of cash other other programs are getting, which is just let's also like acknowledge it's pretty crazy we're at that point in college basketball where like that's kind of how you build a roster. You gotta have the cash or else you're just not gonna get the guys. You know, it wasn't like that when we were there, but it's that is what, you know, part of what it's become these days. Well, good quarterbacks, one point one million dollars in total. It's insane. That's <laughs> That is so much money. But you know what I do these, for one point What would you have done? <laughs> what you, what, what, Drew, tell us what you would have done in the varsity two twenty one with a million dollars cash <laughs> and you're in your pocket. Tell tell us take 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 us down to 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 twenty seventeen. What would you have done? I, honestly, like if I'm being dead honest, I'm taking I'm taking five hundred G's out in cash. I'm gonna put it into a double bag and I'm gonna I'm gonna get naked in the bathtub and I'm gonna have Kevin dump all the money on top of it. Yeah. And take a picture of just my smile through all the green cash. And, and you then know we're what he's doing with the other up, half? And then we're gonna pick it up and we're gonna put it back in the bank and we're gonna do, you know, I don't even I don't like clothes. I don't like I don't really like any of that type of stuff. So I don't know what the hell I'd do, but the other five hundred thousand, he's he's probably betting that on a money line somewhere for sure. <laughs> for sure. Full disclosure: I, I not a gambler, <laughs> so that's that's just false. Especially not when I was in college. 
That's disgusting behavior. Um, okay, Purdue. Let's talk. Let's talk Purdue before we just start incriminating people at this point. Um, home streak ends at nineteen for us. Bummer. Pretty impressive. We had that. We had that uh, win streak my freshman year. The team 2014-2015 with Melo, Dez, uh, Rashad Pack, Jake Lehman, they went undefeated. We carried that into my freshman year. We ended up losing to Wisconsin, I think, midway through January when when D Stone threw an elbow and then punched the kid in, in the face <laughs> from Wisconsin. Uh, but those win streaks are hard to come by. And But that's it's also like his quote at the end of the game, uh, Willard's quote at the end of the game. It is really tough to win when you don't have students in the building. What makes college great is you have crazy atmospheres. It's very similar to EuroLeague. You know, NBA's more December games for, for Maryland and college kids. It's tougher to, you know, get the crowd into it. So what do you guys make of of that streak coming to an end? And how much do you think that, that weighs on, you know, selling out the arena moving forward? It's very important that people acknowledge you can look at blanket attendance numbers and say oh what do you mean winter break students weren't there you still you know put how x number of people in the stands but it's not quite the same you know we have the wall is what you know xfinity is probably famous for you have the wall behind the side where the opposing team's benches during a normal game where students are there that is completely filled with students they're going crazy they're yelling during free throws they're holding up signs all that stuff during winter break it's just as many 45 year olds who just don't quite bring the same energy. I think that is something that you notice as a team, the opposing team probably notices it's not quite the same. And, you know, the other issue is we kind of have a whole nother month of that. Like students don't really come back to the end of January. So we're going to have to kind of get used to that and figure out how to play through that. Travis is absolutely right that the wall makes the bigger difference of the student section, but there was a lot of people there and a problem with that quote, though, about almost saying you don't have the students there, it's tough. The Terps gave them nothing to cheer about. Yeah. I mean, you're down from the start 8 nothing, and then you're down 13 and a half, and then you're down 18, like four minutes in the second half. There was not a lot to cheer about. Was um, Purdue owned Maryland in every category, whether it was shooting threes, obviously paint points and we had nothing going. So I think it's hard for fans to get behind that type of game, but it's also Maryland. That was a terrible matchup for Maryland Purdue's super yeah. disciplined. They don't turn it over. They're feeding Zach Eadie on our smaller team. And it was just, we didn't have a shot from the start. Well, bro, the fact that you can't get Zach Eadie in foul trouble is ridiculous. He didn't have a foul. Like that's not insane. a single that that's absurd. It's insane. Like, what's your whole game plan? You remember when we used to play Isaac Haas? What was our whole game plan? Get him involved defensively. Make no. sure if you go you go to run him, him, you go at him. You don't run you him have to bring him out. And step up screen, run right, dribble right at him. It, right yeah, at run him. in transition. And what'd we do? Clearly nothing. I mean, I, I don't understand how you can't get that kid one foul. That's absurd. We couldn't get stops either. They shot the piss out of the ball. I think they shot 45% from three, like nine for, nine nine for 20. 20. When yeah. they're shooting like that, they are, they are. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be tough to beat those guys. They are they are as good as advertised. That That is the best team in the country. That's well, the issue. The stats that... that they were throwing out. On what? On, on uh, Purdue in their non-conference. They're like, over the past five years, 
They're like 37 and five. They haven't lost in, in like three in 11 years. And against, 11 and 0 against top 25 teams. Like they're this, a real deal. I think they beat like five or six top 10 teams this year. I don't, it's, it's there. They are legit. We do have to acknowledge we're talking about the Turbs and we didn't play great, but that Purdue team is that they're legit. They're legit. I mean, look at it. They beat Gonzaga, Tennessee, Marquette, all in a row. The, I, I mean, mean like, how do you, about, you talk about matchups with that, though? I think, and Travis, you just kind of hinted at it. This was as much as Purdue is that good rather than Maryland didn't play well. I know you're on your home court. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Where, where was Maryland's advantage anywhere in this game? It was really at Jameer, and he's the only guy who had Jameer. success. Like, what, especially you said, you're going to shoot 45% from three on the road. We can talk about the crowd, whatever. I feel like, honestly, when we went to other places during winter break, you didn't really notice the crowd was lighter. Maryland fans are home for for winter. But you go on the road, you shoot 45% from three, and you have a center that you can't stop. What are you going to do? Like, you got you got Juju. I know he had a bad game. Where's his advantage? Like, he's, he's still working on his jumper. He's working on the mid-range. Outside of that, he's still relatively an undersized five. If he's our second best player, Zach Eadie's winning that matchup. Like, I, I don't know where Maryland was going to turn to other than Purdue honestly just playing horrible and us figuring out a way to make enough threes to win. Like, the, our, our success in that game was, was not very high. Who would you guys trade? So, obviously, Zach Eadie, if you want, if you want position by position, Zach Eadie for. Julian, and that's not a knock on Julian. Zach Eadie's just the player, best player in the country. But would you trade? Like, if you look at starting lineups on those two teams, this will then turn into a, to a broader question, obviously. But you look at, okay, Dante Scott or Trey Kaufman. That's a wash. Foster Lawyer and Harris Smith. I mean, Lawyer's gotten so much better this year. Yeah, Lawyer's this year, lawyer so much better this year. Going into the season, he, I'm taking DHS. Yeah. He's good, but it's not, you know, it's not ridiculous. Then you got Lance Jones, who I think's very, very solid, and Jordan Geronimo. You know, that's not that far away. It's and Braden Smith and, and Jameer. So what's it's the crazy? When you break it down like that, when you break it down like that, the discrepancies are, they don't feel like they should be that much. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't feel feel like the gap individually is is crazy at certain places. They are just a machine, though. I mean, here's where it's it's obvious. They have a player you have to react to. Oh, you you don't want to double team Zach Eady. He's going to give you 40 on 13 shots. Like, you have to react. That's in the country. You know what I mean? Like, for the most part. I mean, J- Jameer, we can talk about his ball screens, but like Foster Lawyer on a on a team with no one else who can create their own shot, like you know, <laughs> Kev. Ahead, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Reese say it, Kev. I'm gonna let, Reese, got, say yeah. I'm gonna let Reese say it, Kev. You know exactly where this is headed. Reese, ahead, Zach, the floor is, is yours. Is Zach eating the most dominant player in college basketball? The uh, <laughs> the argument we got into last year turned out to be completely completely true in my favor. Uh, we're gonna see here, oh, fellas. Nice. We're gonna see. Oh, 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 nice. oh, let's nice. listen to this. Yeah, the right, Indiana right. Hoosiers only lost by thirty-seven to Miami, <laughs> and then to to the all-white Belmont Bears or whoever the fuck they played Saint Saint Mary's three years ago. Like by argument, uh, I, I talked you, about I talked about players that big don't win. 
they historically they they lost round one and Trace Jackson Davis is starting for the Golden State Warriors. So I talked about he's going to be a better pro. And if you were to start a college team right now in terms of versatility, I'm taking Trace Jackson Davis, which all of that has been proven has been proven true. Hundred percent. Even th- right now, still this year, is he the most dominant player in college basketball? If this you year? have a player like Zach Heady, you're one dimensional. You play through him, you live and die by how he plays. He has a bad game. You saw the NCAA tournament team figures him out. You have nothing else to turn to. Trey Jackson Davis just allows you to do more things on the basketball court, offensively Who would you rather and defensively. Have? Who would you rather have? I, that's all. I want. That's the only thing I care about right now. College basketball season. Who do you want on your team? Who are you taking as one guy? I don't care about the pros. You know, I should have been a pro. I will not judge if you change your answer to the if, right answer. I will not it's judge. A, you. It's a completely different argument. It's a completely different argument. Has he gotten better? Is it like he's just he's just back in college? Like he's just kind of doing the same thing. He was the dominant. He was extremely dominant last year. Purdue was top three, top five in the country all year, and you saw what happened. Of course, right now, today, for the players who are in college basketball. I'm taking yeah. Zach Eady, 100%. Oh, yeah, the argument perfect. that we talked that's about fine. last year was a different argument. But yeah, Zach Eady. No, no Zach you're just twisting the words. We, won't, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole because, because it's, it's ridiculous. But it's ridiculous. in terms of dominance, so if Zach Eady, if he wins the national championship this year, Purdue wins the national championship, does your argument it'll change? Be, it'll like, be, would you say that? Completely because of him. Like if they win it, it'll be based on his dominance alone why they win, and if they lose, it'll also yeah. be be completely because of him because of his lack of dominance when it matters. That's why I don't want that player. Man, I, I'll I'll take that player. <laughs> you give me a fifty fifty chance to be great. I'm good with that. Who's we'll your brother? We'll revisit, fellas. We'll, we'll yeah. revisit first week April. We, revi- right, hey, we revisited last uh, year at a big next? time. I told you so. So I'm waiting for that again. For the Kevin record, his guards, so his guards let him down in a nasty way. His guards let him down in a nasty, nasty. Braden Smith shit to bed. They Mason let him Gill down nasty. Shit they shit to bed. Bro, Kevin was in D.C. that night. He was so happy. So that happy. They lost. Praying on their downfall. Oh crazy. It was ridiculous. Bro. Right away. So they text all of you. He said, thank you, God. I was right. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right, so looking looking ahead, <clears throat> Maryland has Minnesota at Minnesota. Always remember uh, one of Kevin's freshman. I think this is your freshman year, Kevin. Second half, pretty close game. Uh, we had a really good team that year, but we're in Minnesota. Kevin shoots a three right in front of our bench. <laughs> I mean, airballs it by about six, seven feet. It's shocking. And I was just like, what the hell? Thought he was a little nervous. Very next play comes off a curl to the top of the key and hits it from, you know, probably the M in the Minnesota Gopher. And, you know, it's just one of those moments where you're like, hey, that guy, that guy's a little better than we are. That guy's going to be a pro. That's one of your favorite traits as a basketball player. A guy who will miss by nine feet and get the ball in the next possession and let it fly like nothing happened. It's the only thing I care about in life, dude. Nothing else else matters. Being a guy that can go, you know, 0 for 3 – that's pretty pathetic, you know, but if you're going to sit there and you go, oh, for 15, <laughs> I appreciate that. That guy at least has nuts. Do you appreciate, do you appreciate Maryland shooting? Uh, I'm, a big, I'm, I'm a believer, believer. You either go one way or you go the other. You shoot not at all. 
like IU has has learned to do, or you shoot a shit ton. In pray, twenty seven percent is twenty seven threes out of a hundred instead instead of you know three out of three out of nine or whatever that math could be three out of twelve. I'm not even sure I'm even close on that. It's <laughs> terrible math. This guy wasn't a math major, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't a math major. Uh, three out of twelve is twenty five percent. Am I yeah, wrong? Some, some some else you said it just wasn't. It was, you know, you know Reality the hangover scene where like there's like, oh, all the signs, the, the math equation signs, like it's not adding up. I got more. I got more sinus pressure going on right now than you guys could ever imagine. You know why? Because <laughs> my New Year's Eve was better than all of your guesses. <laughs> Kids are growing Dude, it's, up. It's it's the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you did things correctly. That's how right, you but I need, I need to hear where you were going with about Kevin shooting threes from the M and the Gopher at Minnesota. Nah, it's just a great story. One of my favorite stories <laughs> of all time is just him having absolute cow nuts and me thinking to myself, I could have been him if I was 6'6 in a different mentality. You know, <laughs> yeah. I could have been that guy. That could have been me coming off that down screen and shooting. But anyway, you guys at Minnesota, I guess where I was going with that was I was going to ask – Kevin, what's it like playing at Minnesota? Uh, court is a little wonky. It's historic. It's kind of shitty. It it is, but it's also kind of cool. Like I I always weirdly enjoyed playing at, at Minnesota. Like it's just Hang like on. a cool arena. It's different. Like and I can Hang I can <laughs> respect the fact that it's different from everybody else's arena. This is this is coming from a guy that was clocking thirty eight minutes. And didn't have to go up and down from from the bench to the court to the True. bench to the court. I I think it's I did. Like the, it's just preparing you for the final four run that we were gonna go on was, if COVID didn't I was happen. The man, magical run. I was I was cramping. It's uh it's cool it's though. Awful. Like you know, I think we've talked about the the court. It feels like you're on a stage. The crowd is super close. You know, it's just like a different feel. It's a old historic building. Honestly, I didn't love it as a shooting gym, even though I shot well there. But like the the depth perception while shooting, I actually really didn't like it. It it felt like just off. But all I know is Justin Jackson had what he had twenty nine thirty in that game. I shot it well. Mel Trimble, Mel Trimble, of course, just went stupid at the end, and I think we we're down fifteen to twenty. And uh, my freshman year came back and won. And Daryl Morsell knocked down buzzer beater like maryland is maryland has walked into minnesota a couple times and handled business like men and and went on home we don't win that ring if he doesn't make that shot just straight up we we do not no hardware that season would be looked at a lot differently if he didn't make that shot very close to an all-time collapse if he doesn't make that shot was it? it was you needed to win one out of the last three or two out of the last three so people forget you, we were we were running out of steam. We were running out. Who'd of steam you lose fast. to first? Was it Penn State? There was a Rucker. There was an at Rutgers loss in there. There might have been a Penn State loss, and then you beat Minnesota. The, beat Michigan, I believe was beat how Michigan. Went. Beat Michigan was the last game. Yeah. So we need we needed yeah. two. We needed two, and we didn't get Rutgers. Yeah, it was that that would have been that would have been tough. And to not a, have a tournament after all that, insane. That's Turge's best guys. team. Honestly, that was that was Turge's best team. That's the that biggest what if. Yeah. 
For what? We could have gotten hot. We could have gotten hot. You had, you you have you have a stud point guard and you had a professional five man. That team you, had the pieces, dude. And they had shot makers. They, they had shot makers. They had a dominant point guard and they had a five. Jalen was shooting like forty eight percent from three that year. You couldn't guard it. Like you couldn't guard you guys, it. You you guys just had that bizarre off switch though. Like <laughs> if you guys played even remotely average your guys's average was so bad that's like so I mean, bad. you guys either beat though. teams like Marquette by 50 or or you guys would go the other way and out of nowhere you guys are losing by you know 26 at Seton Hall like there was no in between for you guys against good teams it was a streaky mob but streaky mobs are the one that get that get freaky yes. in in March like those types of explosive 100%. and we we had that type of explosiveness and you had yeah Bro, you had you had playmakers like you had you had Ant, you had EA who was very under the radar like, nice. Yes. Like that. Tough. You nice. had you had Wiggs who Perfect. was a sh- just sh- shot maker. You had Daryl and Dante who were both psycho in the head. And then you had Sticks who was Dogs. first team all league. Like that was that was a squad. But we went like very, set very deep. Cool. That was it. It was like set it's, deep. It's, it's funny because I that that team is also one of those things like of course you look back your regrets like okay i leave after two years in my head i'm like damn if i stayed if i stayed four and i was on this team and i chose to stay four and we would have lost the ncaa tournament like (laughs) you know you stay those four then you hey hey sorry (laughs) your season's over see you later oh my god if you would have if you had stayed i think i think our junior year would have been ridiculous if you had stayed if you like stayed, that. I was staying. I, I redshirted. <laughs> I wasn't leaving. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The junior year, we because we had Bruno, Bruno, and all those guys. Put that team with Bruno and Kevin. And that's you want to know. You want to know the funniest part about that year is that I went into that spring full on recruiting to Bruno and JJ that they need to stay. I walked in like, yo, fellas, like. We're gonna have a squad. We got we got all the boys returning. JJ was already out. He's like, yo, I, I can't do it. <laughs> so he was done. And so me and Bruno, I remember we're like sitting in our dorm room, staring at each other's face, like, yeah, we like we should make this decision together. Like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, <laughs> like, yo, I'm I'm probably back, bro. You gotta wait. Like, you could be you could be top, <laughs> this a lot be top 20. <laughs> no, at the time I did as believed it. And I'm like, yo, you stay, you can be top 20. Like, like, trust me, we're gonna have a mob. Like, you know, if we win, we'll be fine. We got a mob. And then like two weeks later, Bruno walks in and we go, You're not staying, you're you're out of here. Like, he's like, I already told Turns I was coming back, it's not public yet. Like, you really about to leave me? And I just like gave him the Magic Johnson, like, I go be yeah. And then and then three months later, and with the 19th pick in the 2020. NBA draft or 2019. Jesus, that was forever. No, 2018. 18. Bro, was it 2018? How many years have you been in the league? 2019. 2019. No, it was 18. 2017, 17, 17, 17, 18. Two years. 2018. That is crazy. Year six. Six years. I'm up there. That's nasty. That's great. Hey, did you know if Kevin did stay i wonder if wigs would have ever made it to the league it would have been a different progression could have had yeah. to wait a year could have been older so i'll never I forget wigs that there too the day kevin declared i i laugh about this all the time Ant went on instagram 
and it was like I don't think anybody clocked it, but Ant went on Aaron's Instagram and found a picture from like two years ago and just commented and said, "Get ready, period." <laughs> so he said, sure. "Get ready." I did Seriously. not know that. It's I I laugh about that to this day because he Talking knew he was get like, ready. "Get ready, yeah, it's it's time." I was I just talking to Ant the other day, actually. That, that dude, that dude's still one of my all-time favorite people. Just period. He, the quiet assassin that will just absolutely rip your heart out if you if you do anything wrong to the guy. We got to get we got to get Ant on the pod. I think everybody listening would be very surprised. Anthony Cowan is a different person these days. That we is do. a changed is. man. That guy finally, finally left the state of Maryland. Up. Grew up a little bit. He's an influencer on TikTok. If you go look at his stuff, I mean, he's living and he's hooping. Too. He might finally eat a vegetable. He's Crazy. hooping too. He's hooping. hooping. He's yeah. He's hooping. He's Bro, he sent me that. a picture the other day. He made buffalo chicken dip when we were sophomores in college. I remember I told him to go boil the water so we could start spaghetti, and he just like put his hands up like, "How do I? How do I do that?" How do I boil water? It's like, bro, what? He's like, hey, Drew, do you know how to clean? Do you know how to clean the the washer? I was like, you don't clean the washer, bro. What are you talking about? The washer cleans your clothes. Dude, we were we were roommates. We were roommates freshman year. His mom would come drop off groceries like every two days, and this dude loved cereal. Like, oh my god, he'd have a he'd have a bowl of cereal four times a day. He never closed the cereal box. So he'd like he'd he'd open his box of cereal, he'd pour himself a bowl, he'd put it dead on the counter, wide open, go eat a cereal, go into his room, like play video games, come back the next day, like go to pour a bowl, and just be like, bro, like like look at it, like it's stale. I'm like, like dude, no, like no shit, it's stale. Like you left it out all night, and then he'd go buy the next cereal box and do the same exact thing. He had to have done it thirty times that year. Like he'd have one bowl. And leave his stuff on the counter. The like, dude, like, just close close the box of cereal, my guy. It's a very simple thing. <laughs> you like, and he'd be like, Kev, come on, Kev, come on, Kev. Why you leave the cereal open? <laughs> Kev was like, and I didn't eat your Honey Nut Cheerios, I dude. I didn't touch it. You're dude, like Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms. Oh my god, <laughs> bro. He he was he was the only kid I know, and I know we're so off topic right now, but he's the only kid I know. As a grown adult, bro, he would really dump Lucky Charms into a bag, take out all the marshmallows, and then only eat the marshmallows of the cereal. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? This is crazy. He's like, what? I hate hate whatever these freaking things are. Like, they're so nasty. I'm like, dog, just go mash up some marshmallows then. Just buy marshmallows. He's a grown up now. We'll, we'll get him on a pie. We'll get him on a pie soon. Yeah, we got to get him back. Um, okay, somewhat trying to get back to uh, <laughs> any type of preview. Dawson Garcia, um, that dude's really, really solid. Thirty-six uh, point double double against Ohio State. He's going to be probably a Julian slash Dante matchup. You guys think there's any shot there with that? Also, if we lose to Minnesota, is the season done early? I mean that's a ridiculous thing, but is it done? We'd be one and two in conference play. We'd be one and three actually in conference play. Losing at Minnesota should be your biggest win. So done. When I think of done, I think no NCAA tournament. Um, I that's do exactly think I mean. we're. Well, I do think we're getting close to that point. 
Um, because we need wins. I think that's a win you need to steal. I'm looking at ESPN. Take a guess on the percentage likelihood that they have that Maryland would win. Any guesses? I would say 75%. That Maryland would win. Yep. Travis. Yeah, because because they won at UCLA. I say 50-50. I feel like Minnesota's around where we are statistically. Kev, what do you think? Percentage that chance that Maryland beats Minnesota. I, I like our chances. I think this one we'll get. So ESPN says it's 35% chance Maryland wins. Oh, brother. At Minnesota. <laughs> Oh, we're cooked. Okay. <laughs> What's the spread? Is that spread yet? It's not not up yet, but Minnesota's okay, ten and three. If that if that dude's playing, he's legit. Um, I still well, that we spread will win. be probably minus two and a half Minnesota. So I will say Minnesota plays hard as shit. I watched them play a couple games. They play hard. They got some guys. They have a point guard, Elijah Hawkins. He's from the DMV, so you know he's a tough guy. I'm pretty sure he went to Dematha. So that's a that's a Dematha Jameer Elijah reunion. They play hard, um, and you know that's another one. Of those t- it's a Big Ten game, right? Like Big Ten teams play better in their gym. I think statistically they line up pretty well with us. Um, who's going to make shots? You know, who aside from Jameer is going to be able to help us get buckets, manufacture some offense, especially because again you have two fairly even matched teams. You on the road, you're spotting them six, seven, eight points. Who's going to help us manufacture some buckets? That's what we're going to need to get, to get this one. It's yeah. it's a broken record. Unfortunately, it's something that we can't avoid it. Talking about it every week, but plain and simple, yeah. If we can't find our three ball, it's it's going to be tough to beat anybody, especially on the road. So, I think that's going to be something that won't leave us for the foreseeable future. Before we before we go any further on the topic of three points, quickly let's run through it. Let's get guesses, three point percentage, and standing in the country. Let's hear them. Run, uh, run through quickly. Had- had to have gone up, I'd say twenty eight percent, and we're three, three, thirty five. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we went up. I'll say thirty percent, and we're sub three hundred. There's no shot we're touching thirty <laughs> percent. <laughs> hey, I got twenty. Hey, Amir Clipness as the dumbest comment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I got twenty three percent. All right, dog. Okay. Amir, clip that. <laughs> and Delete cows and actually put Reese's guess as the dumbest of the show. Oh, um, but twenty five. Right, I bet it's actually twenty five. Twenty-seven point two percent from three-point land for a whopping three hundred and forty-eighth in the country. Thank you. Very right much. ahead of I don't even know who this school is. Um, <laughs> we're, we're behind. We're behind um, Tarleton State, and I'm not going to pronounce this other. Yeah, so it's Tarleton. Again, there's three forty-eight out of three sixty-three. It's good. It's it's three sixty-three. <laughs> It's awful. It's a broken record, though, and that's just I, that's just our team. That's our season. Um, Something you said for that, though. College basketball sometimes a simple game, right? Like we make shots, we have defense. be having different discussions. Yeah, turn teams over. Yeah, get to the foul. You guys, yeah, offensive you guys, rebound. Uh, yeah, little things. Little you guys got little anything. things to get by. No, little things do not get by. They never have. Never will. 
I mean, this yeah, this the schedule gets serious now. We got we got no more softballs, right? This is uh this is straight big boys from here on out. I know that which is exciting. Big Ten play is the most exciting time of the year. Conference play is there anything better than Saturday morning and you start clocking in the CBS? I've got seven TVs in my living room. I'm CBS, ABC, ESPN, ESPN two, Big Ten Network, FS. You know what? You know why I don't believe you? Your Wi-Fi definitely cannot support all of that going on <laughs> at the same time. I'm going to send you guys a picture because my TV setup is legitimately one of the best in the country. And you'll still watch on your phone, though. You'll have all these TVs and you'll you'll have your phone out. And that's that'll be go, the game you're actually watching. I go phone and iPad. So... What do you need seven screens for? <laughs> you got three TVs, a laptop, a phone, an iPad, and a Kindle. Do you understand how many different games I watch at a time? I'm locked in at all times. You guys think it's a people at home think it's a joke that like Carlton State, I've watched them play twice this year. <laughs> uh, this guy doesn't gamble though, I promise. He just, <laughs> he just loves college basketball. <laughs> I don't. That's the, that's the best part. It's just a guy that loves the game. It's a guy that loves the game. Any He's working harder than you. Any He's coaches that need you. somebody that can run you a, a little clean slut, set to <laughs> clean set. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say there. I'm your guy, though. and it's because I watch I watch an absurd amount of basketball. So you can't. He's your guy, guy too. If, if you need your kid to get a little private one on one training, he's also your guy. He's a, he needs a rebound every every now and then. <laughs> I'll never send my son to, get, to work yeah. out with Drew. This guy, Bro, told, for, this guy told us a story <laughs> last year. He, he's training this kid. He's a center. And he's like, you know what I do? We do rebounding drills. I sit and I shoot threes and he rebounds for me. <laughs> we work on passing too. I want that thing in my pocket so I can get fucking reps up. <laughs> parents are gonna be like, can I go? Can I come watch the workout one day? Be like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> no, nah, we. That's how we end workouts. I hit two hundred shots, <laughs> and he tracks the ball, track the misses, track the misses, get it in the shooting pocket. Oh, brother, that's what, bro. I can't wait to have a son and just. I for some reason I just thought about this. I can't wait to have a son and just have him bully the hell out of Reese's. Reese's. I can't wait. Drew's girl out. dad. Hashtag girl dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to have any girls. <laughs> not doing it. Not having one. So, <laughs> anybody else got anything else? No. Except Happy hey, New Year, guys. Happy New uh, Year. Happy New Year. Maryland fans, Maryland fans, don't get too discouraged, although we got some work, but Purdue is actually phenomenal. They are a good basketball team. So, hopefully, we can figure this out. But Purdue's really yeah, good. Yeah. They are very solid. Uh, other than that, I got nothing. So, if without further ado, I think that's it for for the episode. We move forward and move, we move on. Oh, Everybody good? It's just great. like that. I think I think we're the best to ever do it. We are greatest ever. Shout out us, best I ever seen. <laughs>